the Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Stu, uh, of course, you know, the fat guy over there. Or the, <laughs> yeah. yeah, the fat guy. I know. That's I what know. we say about you. We say things. What like, are you gonna uh, What are you gonna do weight? about it? What do you? Yeah, <laughs> you think it's funny, right? Are you, your you mic's off. Your, your mic's your, off. Your again. mic's off again. Okay, his <laughs> mic's off. All right. Uh, thank you, Jeffy, for that. Um, <laughs> All right. Really, it does solve. It does do everything he does. Uh, it does. We could save up, works upwards like of four dollars a year if we just. Oh, he's not making that kind of money. So, uh, all right, triple eight seven two seven Beck. President Trump uh, was on Twitter. If you can believe it, what? Yeah, he mm. got on Twitter. I guess, which is I can't even imagine. The social network. Yeah. Mm. Now, are we talking about the same Trump? This is the Donald Trump, who's the president on Twitter, huh? Yeah. So anyway, he uh, slammed the account of uh, his meeting with. Vladimir Putin. He said, fake news story of secret dinner with Putin is sick. All G20 leaders and spouses were invited by the Chancellor of Germany. Press knew um, fake news is becoming more and more dishonest. Even dinner arranged for top 20 leaders in Germany is made to look sinister. Now, is that true? Were there other leaders involved? Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, he's totally... They they knew about the meeting. So this is a... Uh, non- I mean, you know, you can argue it a couple of ways. <clears throat> the, and honestly, like my argument on it is I don't care. Eh, you know, yeah. I, I kind of feel like at the end of it, we're going to find out what happened. And then but basically it was it was he's 100 percent right. It was a it, it wasn't a secret at all. It was a, a, a meal that was known um, by the press that it went on. Um, the me- meal had dozens of world leaders. It was a spouses only uh, meal. Um, the issue here is no one knew that he had an hour, supposedly an hour-long talk with Vladimir Putin at that meeting, which uh, some people have found to be notable. Um, in addition, he apparently did not use the uh, U.S. translator in this meeting, um, which is... Bastard. You know, I don't know that it's necessarily wrong, though it does make... I will say this, because uh, I don't really think this is a big story, but I will say that I think I'm, it makes me nervous because I think Donald Trump can be easily manipulated in like these types of situations. He doesn't really know what he's doing. Um, so the idea that he's going to go in there without a translator, well, he, you know, because he doesn't suspect anything... He doesn't seem to suspect anything negative about Russia ever. So, uh, yeah. I, you know, I would certainly be concerned. The reason why you have a translator for your side there is because what if the translation's not accurate? What if they're saying, I mean, you need to well, know. Well, Putin speaks English, right? Maybe, know, just, you know. maybe they just spoke English for the meeting. Yeah. You just never know. I, don't I know. mean, you want to make sure that you, uh, your side <clears throat> agrees. These are big conversations where words are important. And, of but course, Donald Trump, Trump speaks every spoken language. 
Does he not? Well, I know he has the best Is words. He? I don't know if he speaks every language, but he definitely has the I best I thought words. he had the best words and all words, but maybe not, huh? Well, so I guess he, if he had all words, he'd definitely have the best words. Yeah. But yeah. you don't necessarily have all words if you have the best words only. Okay. So he, he may not speak Russian? Is that what you're saying? He not, There's a slight possibility he a, doesn't? I would say that it's huh. the 5% chance that he doesn't speak uh, Russian. Russian. Okay. All right. So there you go. Uh, but I, I really, I, again, when it comes to daily developments in this particular story, this one to me is on the low end. Yeah. And uh, how many know. people think this is important? They, ju they just did a poll of this. How many Americans say the Russian story is important? Six percent. <laughs> Six. Well, that's a little misleading. Uh, this is this is all right, Mr. Poll numbers. Most, go ahead and crunch them. They're saying, Tell us what the real deal is. They're saying that what is the question? It's it's most important, or the the top issues they care about. So it is less important than some of the others, like health care, unemployment, and jobs, terrorism. But I mean, immigration, climate change. Yep, and then its relationship with Russia. But it's more important than taxes, trade. Uh, those are the only other two listed. Other is another one that's ahead of. How does taxes get four percent? Right. I mean, that's how is it possible? This is what I mean. This is why it's kind of a misleading yeah, poll. Crazy. I think you know. Stupid. I think people. I think if you said how many, what's the percentage of people who think taxes are important? The, the percentage is probably eighty. But if you say it's the most important issue we're facing today, it might not. It's probably going to be you know more like uh, single digits because you're going to might say that you know healthcare or uh, jobs or whatever are more important. So it's a little bit mm -hmm. misleading there. Um, it's not 6% think it's important. It's think it's 6% would name it as the top issue that's important. And it's interesting. The, the number one issue right now that people care about is, in fact, health care. And, and I, you know, it probably should be because uh, Obamacare has put us into dire straits. We're in, in a really tough position where people, uh, and we heard from several of them this week on, on the radio show, some in some cases, they're paying fifteen, sixteen hundred dollars a month for health care. That's unacceptable. I mean, that that's ridiculous. To the average American, fifteen or sixteen hundred bucks a month that could be a that could be a house payment, and you're paying that in medical insurance that you may rarely use. You know, you might. No, I, I don't know that anybody uh, uses health care enough to warrant that kind of a premium. Yeah, if you have really yeah, bad health critical, problems, yeah, you would. usually critical. They th they believe, however, they can do for eighteen hundred dollars a year, uh, between eighteen hundred and two thousand dollars a year, they can uh, give everyone catastrophic coverage. Um, and I, I, you know, like this is a a, a thing we talked mm -hmm. about a few months ago. It was and a, then you just pay for everything else. Yeah, yeah, you pay for everything else, and it depends on what your salary is. So if you have a low salary, your catastrophic coverage kicks in pretty at a pretty low level. If you're a multimillionaire, it's a very high level, and you need to get real full insurance. However, uh, it's a pretty minimal expense uh, to have that uh, that uh, you know that level. And, and I don't know. I mean, it's an interesting proposal. When you put it up against what we have, like if I'm going to come in and design a healthcare uh, proposal, it's not going to be based on what we have now because I, what we have now I think is a disaster. However, if you're going to take, if we're going to wind up, we're going to say, look, we're we're spending a lot of money on healthcare from the government. I think it's a much smarter way to to actually spend it. I mean, if you put people, because really what we're talking about here is not health insurance; it's wealth insurance. We are saying we have a system that protects you if you have no money, right? Mm -hmm. That's called Medicaid. Uh, we have a system that protects you if you're older than 65. It's called Medicare. We have uh, S-CHIP that protects you if you're young. Really, we're talking about people who are in the lower to upper middle class um, that are in, the, in your main earning ages is what we're talking about covering. 
obviously the vast majority of those people are covered. So you're talking about a small subset of that. Um, and what we're trying to do with these programs that the Republicans are talking about is, hey, we'll give you subsidies to make it cheaper. But the, the problem with it is never solved, which is it's not insurance. It's just a prepayment of medical expenses. When you're paying $1,600 a month, that's not, that's not a rational insurance policy because you're just getting everything covered. You know, like you're going in there and you're paying a copay uh, after, of course, you get to your deductible. But you're paying a copay so that you can go and get your cough medicine covered by by your insurance, which is a stupid way to do it. You should just pay for those things um, or you can get additional uh, coverage. The government should not be spending money to cover your colds. It just shouldn't. Um, if now we're talking about medical bankruptcy. Um, is a real problem because it's really hard to plan for uh, if you have uh, no insurance and you can't afford a, uh, you know, a major insurance plan and you wind up getting a heart attack or a car crash, it can wipe you out. And what, is this, what does this actually prevent? You said this a million times, Pat. You can get the health care. It's not, it's not guaranteeing your health care. It is guaranteeing you getting health care and being able to keep your job and your possessions. Mm -hmm. Because... We already give you health care if you don't have a job and possessions. So it's a matter of do you have to sell your home and spend all of your money first before you get this health care? We're guaranteeing the home. We're not guaranteeing the health care. And that is a it's a distinction that's important because we can do that a lot cheaper. We can mm -hmm. we can actually uh, ensure your wealth much more cheaply than sixteen hundred dollars a month. We can do it for probably close to sixteen hundred dollars a year. And I think, honestly, everybody would want to be involved in that. If you took a deductible plan, like if you're making, I think, I, and I, the numbers, I just read an extensive study on this, um, but the numbers are something like, if you're making $100,000 a year, it's something like your first $8,000 you'd have to pay. That's just you. Or you can get additional insurance, okay? So you can, you, $8,000 you're spending, that's just you. Now look, that could be $8,000 if you go up to that full amount, you're going to be about $1,000 a month, okay? Mm -hmm. It's going to wind up being $1,000 a month mm -hmm. if you space it out over the entire year. Um, but you can get additional insurance to just cover that $8,000. And then after that, you wind up getting um, a catastrophic level it kicks in where you have a, a small copay for a, a bunch of money, and then everything at the real high end is covered. So it's not going to wipe out your lifestyle uh, if you have a terrible thing go on uh, like that. Um, however, if you're making $40,000, the, the levels would be a lot lower, and you could do it a lot more cheaply. And it, honestly, you could do it for what they think is less than half, less than half of Obamacare's cost. Cover everyone in the nation that is uninsured with this catastrophic coverage. Mm -hmm. do it for less than half of Obamacare, and honestly, with all the other changes they have in there, it basically pays for itself. So you, don't even, you would have no expenditures at all. Um, and then, you know, people are left of their own to spend for the basics. But that's, a set, that's actually insurance. And then people would care about the cost of those smaller things. No one cares about what, the, what they're paying to go to a, to, to a doctor's or, you know, for basic medical treatment because they're never paying for it. And the cost would go down. If and you what, left this up to people paying for it mm -hmm. right then and there, mm -hmm. and that's the full price, uh, eventually the doctor's prices would come down because the free market would kick, kick in and somebody would offer a lower price to get you into their into their practice than the other guy. Like, you know, if a doctor visit starts out at $150 per visit, which probably is about where they'd be, um, instead of your copay of 20 or 30 or mm -hmm. whatever that is, um, 
and you stopped going there because of it, and maybe you went somewhere that only charged $100 per visit, eventually the guy who charges $150 would probably come down. Yeah. Eventually the market forces would work. And you say, well, wait a minute, $150 is a lot for a doctor's appointment. First of all, you're already paying it. This is what people don't understand. You've paid it in advance. Did you know that January where you had no doctor's appointments? You gave them, you paid for 10 of them. You paid for 10 doctor's appointments that you didn't use. And then in February, you paid for 10 more and you went once. So now you've paid Mm -hmm. for 20 doctor's appointments and you've gone once. This is a terrible idea. Now, there is a part of this. It is a weird system. And and, and it's, you know, is there a part of it where, like, if you have, uh, you got to get an MRI, it might wind up evening out. Uh, If you have a massive uh, issue like a car accident or, you know, cancer develops, God forbid, or a heart attack or whatever, you can get there, obviously. And that's how insurance works. But insurance works because they, insurance companies make money. Insurance is a terrible investment. In, in a basic money return. Like, you're not supposed to, you know, if an insurance company paid out more uh, on average than they took in, they wouldn't exist. That almost never happens. I'll, get, I'll give you a good example. Um, my, my mom uh, passed away recently, and she left me this uh, policy. I, di- I didn't even know she'd done this. Hmm, she took out some kind of little, it's, it's a $6,000 policy. It's no big deal, but... Um, to her, it was she yeah. paid. Nice. She paid sixty dollars a month uh, for that death benefit that is paid to me, uh, and she did it for seventeen years. Wow. She paid. I, I think I figured out she paid seventeen thousand dollars for a six thousand dollar policy. Uh, that's good for the insurance company. Wasn't good for my mom. Right. It's not supposed to be. It's not. Right? Su- yeah. Insurance is. It, however, if she had died in year two. Yes. It then, would have been a then good you investment. Benefit. And that's but what But they take that now. risk because they know most people are going to live longer. And she did. And and mm-hmm. so uh, it's going to work out to their benefit in the long run. But if, if it was the other way around where the insurance company always paid out vastly more than than the premiums that came to them they'd be out of business there wouldn't be any insurance companies no uh you know and this is one of the reasons i actually do like the uh a policy that has been uh, touted by Rand paul over the years which is that same instead of why do we buy insurance policies by the year isn't that strange like again like it would be much easier to group the risk of people over a long period of time. So you're not like you're not saying, okay, well, this person developed something um, uh, that's really bad, and now we're going to jack up their rates. And Obamacare tries to cover that. It tries to deal with that problem by saying you can't jack up the rates. So that, but that screws the, the entire insurance process. It jacks everybody's rates up. If instead uh, people could buy like life insurance, um, uh, health insurance, so you you're, you know you start uh, when you're um, people say, you know save for college for their kids. Mm-hmm. If you did the same thing for um, uh, health insurance and started purchasing a health insurance plan for your kid when they turn 18, and you put money away and you lock in a rate at 18 that covers them until they're 50, right? And so you're paying that low rate mm-hmm. at the beginning, and at some point. They might get really sick, and it might cover it. Most likely, you'll pay too much, but you'll pay a low rate. It will be a low rate that entire time, and by the end, it'll be nothing because of inflation. It'll have a really low rate locked in, just like life insurance. 
Like that is exactly why you do why life insurance exists that way. You you buy it early. The chances of you dying in the period are obviously not particularly high. Uh, so, but if, especially if you purchase it at a young age. And the same thing with health insurance. Your chances of getting very sick at a young age are low. But if you get leukemia, God forbid, five years from now, you're still going to have a nice low rate of a healthy person. Uh, but so many people would do this over so, you know, that you'd be able to pull the risk. They'd still be able to make their money. And it would be sensible for parents. It would be sensible for children. It would make a lot of sense to buy it over a longer period of time. Instead, we can't really do that. One of the reasons, as Rand Paul has argued, is, you know, you can't pool groups large enough. And so they won't allow you to go across state lines. They won't allow you to, 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 uh, to join into uh, voluntary groups. You know, Rand Paul was saying, like, what if the NRA offered a health plan? It's groups of millions and millions of people that mm -hmm. are all together in common interests, and they just said, you know what? We're going to offer a health care plan because we're going to pull the interests and, and risks of all the people that are uh, involved here. Why wouldn't they be able to do that? Right now, they can't. It's got to go through the insurance uh, uh, companies, uh, and a lot of it's to do with tax benefits and, and, and everything else. Uh, you know, it's, it's an interesting thing that, uh, that, that has developed here. And these, I don't think, I don't think what the Republicans are trying to do is going to work. You really need to go back to basics. If it's this, I mean, to me, I like the catastrophic uh, idea. You make rich people got to pay for their own, poor people, uh, and, and, and some um, up to middle class people maybe uh, get a, can get a government subsidy. But to cover a, po a policy that is not paying for their coughing, it's paying for real insurance disasters. And if you have it, just go catastrophic and then let everyone else deal with their own insurance, you'd have a much more sensible thing and a much better, fun uh, better <coughs> functioning health market. Mm -hmm. uh, but just, you know, it, people are just like, that's too hard. It's essentially what the answer you get when you talk about this stuff. That's too hard. We, ha we already have something. We already have a system. People like getting it through their insurance. I hate getting it through work. It mm. keeps you in jobs you don't want to be in, as we know, right, Pat? Uh, <laughs> Oh. Um, no, it, but it does. It does this to a lot of people. People just stay in jobs that they don't want because mm -hmm. uh, they don't want to lose their benefits. And that's stupid. Yeah. Right. Like you should be able to pay for these things on your own. And, you know, it would make a lot more sense than the way we're doing it right now. Yeah. That's Pat and Stu, triple eight seven two seven. Back, uh, Jeffy's a little under the weather again today. Actually, Actually, he looks pretty pathetic, like like usual. I mean, you know, typical mm. Jeffy being, you know, uh, overweight, uh, disgusting. Yeah, no, you you heard. No, me. You, you heard. Why are you not moving? Oh, there he goes. Oh, there he goes. <laughs> That was weird. He seemed like he was stuck there for a minute there. Yeah, I know. I know, Jeffy. That's funny, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> hey, you forgot to turn, turn on your mic, mic moron. Stupid. Dummy. Uh, Jeffy is, uh, <laughs> Jeffy does not take days off, which is, a, it's an interesting thing. He's very, very lazy uh, mm -hmm. and uh, really unproductive in every aspect of his mm. life, not, alone, not just work, really every aspect of his life, but he does not take days off. And it's funny, it's the one thing we want him to do. Like, I actually would really prefer him not coming in at all. And yet every day he's here. He's always here. He's here early in the morning. He's here late at night. He's here on the weekends. He's always here. 
And it's really uh, disturbing. So when he's out sick, you kind of just assume he's dead. But no, he's still alive. Uh, Apparently. Or at least he's still uh, responding to texts. Somebody's at least uh, emailing from his account. I know that. Okay, yes. That's right. I know that. Yeah. I know that much. Uh, all right. Apparently the, Chipot the Chipotle uh, stomach bug thing mm -hmm. came back. Uh, didn't that shut them down completely for a while? At they one did. point, in fact, I just read a book about how wonderfully they handled uh, the uh, their all right, uh, yes, their right. little incident, and how brilliant they were, and everything was fine. Apparently not. Although, and no, it's not. Mm -hmm. Oops. Company closed this week again. One of its uh, Sterling, Virginia locations, following reports of food illnesses suspected to be norovirus. Mm. Terrible news for the chain, which has been trying to recover from the food safety crisis that was just. That just happened in 2015, sickened more than 300 people across 14 states, hospitalizing 22. Now, that's a bad problem uh, for a restaurant. Uh, yeah, you want, for a, a place one. that wants to serve people food and have an exchange of currency uh, for the food. Like, in other words, I give you currency, you give me food. Mm -hmm. A lot of these kind of situations kind of understand the can stop the flow of the currency to them. Oh, yeah, and now then I get it. They okay. just have food. <laughs> it's, well, uh, you know, and some people have speculated that one of the reasons why this happened was they were they're so uh, so they so much want, don't want to take any of the steps <clears throat> that have made food so much safer over the years. Like, for example, McDonald's is doing this thing where they're now saying they're not going to freeze their beef anymore. It's like, I kind of want you to. <laughs> i be honest about it. I'd rather have it frozen. Unless you're cooking it just as soon as it gets there. I, you know, right? I mean, I don't, look, I'm, I'm not a uh, I'm not a And that's the whole thing is we don't even freeze our beef. It's so fresh. There's yeah. no, we don't even have a freezer here. Right. Well, we that's don't. a really bad thing if you're storing the hamburgers out in the hot sun. What the <laughs> heck? <laughs> what are you doing I don't with think it? They're doing that, but you're right. It is a it could be a minor issue. Yeah, uh, it you, could. Um, yes, and, it could. And so a lot of these companies are doing this now because they want to act like they're so fresh. They don't want to use pesticides. Right. They don't want. Well, a lot of these things are are utilized for food safety, uh, preservatives, all these things that they're getting rid of. Uh, well, you know, a lot of those things were kind of good. Now that's not to say you can you can't serve food without them. However, it does uh, cover for mistakes. Mm -hmm. That's kind of what they desi they're designed to do. So when a company makes a mistake, sometimes you have these issues. Um, but Chipotle, I really, I, you know, we could sit here and talk negatively about them. But the other part about this is that they are uh, testing queso in some of the restaurants. So now I've turned around. Uh, honestly, <laughs> you know, is it safe or not? I don't care. Is it cheese sauce? <laughs> Feed it to me. And apparently it is. Yeah, they're going to be doing a queso. I don't know if they're going to do it everywhere with that, but I'm all about it. And by the way, another thing uh, while we're here, Pat. Mm -hmm. uh, Wendy's uh, has a queso burger and queso fries uh, that are a new item. I saw that advertised. That looks and pretty I impressive, thought, no? Wow, I'm going to have to go back to Wendy's for the first time in a long time. Well, I mean, I think uh, it's, a, it's an obvious spoons episode. Obvious spoons. Obvious spoons episode yes. coming uh, very soon, yes. I'm sure. By the way, too, another thing, uh, and this one is not going to involve you, uh, Pat, sadly for you. Uh, maybe not so sadly for you, honestly. Uh, I, uh, I, I purchased some Zima. Now, Zima was a 1990s alcoholic drink uh -huh. uh, that uh, flopped pretty miserably after a good run. They had like a good, like, it, it, was, a it was really highly hyped and went away. Um, they brought it back for limited edition. 
So I purchased some of it for a Spoons episode, which I think we can just include some other things so you can yeah. try some as well. I can do what you do when, when there's meat. Right. Um, and uh, stunningly, uh, several people from around this building um, have decided they want to participate in this particular taste test, which is weird because we don't get a lot of people. They're not like, oh, yeah, I want to try that Twinkie. That doesn't happen. No. But now that it's alcohol, <laughs> uh, apparently because they work at, you know, Glenn Beck's company and they need lots of alcohol, uh, they're going to come in and test, uh, taste test it. When's this happening? I think, I think maybe tomorrow. Okay. All right, good. Like fun? Yeah, okay, so it'll be cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, a bunch I don't of think it's sots in this building, apparently. Yes, totally. A lot of alcoholics. Every, everybody's an alcoholic. I'm going to have some that. I'm going to come down and have that. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, everyone's all of a sudden very interested in our show, which is great. Uh, the most promotion I think we've had since we started. Uh, some An analyst from, uh, you know, an analyst of, of fast food companies says that for Chipotle, if, is, if this isn't a death blow, it's close to it. Oh, come on. That's Stop what he says. Getting close. Stop it. it I uh, guess it depends on how bad this turns out to be and how yeah. many restaurants you have to close. If it's another, because right? I mean, we said this with Bluebell, right? Like, people and Bluebell, love Bluebell had it happen to them twice. And they had it happen to them twice, and they're still going strong. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Because you know, and, nobody and, can do without Bluebell. And people love Chipotle. I mean, I, I, uh, I like it a lot. I would say the one issue I have with it, not the viruses. The lack of queso, and they're in the middle of addressing that particular concern. Because I'm like, wait, 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 why are you not? Why don't I have queso to pour on these things? Why, why am I not dipping chips and queso right now? Especially for a Mexican restaurant. Right. I don't you know. know. You gotta, why would you, you gotta not have, have queso? queso? It's it's gold. It's yeah. literal gold. Yeah, it's it is. Stupids. All right, more patents too coming up in a minute. We'll get the queso thing worked out. We'll, I'm we'll make sure now. they. I, yeah, I don't blame just you. You've got every right to be. You've got every right. right. Yes. Pat and Stu, 888-727-BECK. They're doing something kind of interesting in uh, Fresno, California right now. They're having a really bad, uh, some sort of problem with an aggressive breed of mosquitoes. So they're altering, uh, I think, 22 million. Is that right? Does it say in this? uh, 20 million, I think. 20 million, yeah, 20 million bacteria-infected mosquitoes. They're going to (laughs) release them into into the city and and try to uh, sort of commit genocide on um, the mosquito population. Apparently, the, vi- the bacteria gets into the male's system and then they can't they reproduce. So they're releasing Hutu mosquitoes to get the Tutsi mosquitoes. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. That's a, That's a pretty good idea. It is. Now, you although, start messing with the environment although, like that and there could be problems. Let me ask you know? a, a question that I'm not sure that they asked. Uh, what could go wrong? You know, uh, <laughs> uh, when you start messing with nature, I'm sure nothing. I mean, nothing. The, the right? bottom line is, of course, they have asked those questions, and I'm sure it actually will probably be completely yeah, fine. They made but... it a real big point on the report I saw to say we're we're not genetically <laughs> modifying them. Right, which is like, I so maybe you should. I yeah. don't know <laughs> if you're releasing. Wait, you're just releasing regular mosquitoes maybe with the bacteria. Get, yeah, that's what that is what they're doing. That is what they're doing. Which is, yeah. I mean, it's just as risky. You're, it's not ri- like you're not genetically modifying them, but you're you're introducing 20 million bacteria-filled mosquitoes to the environment. I mean, I, I could go okay. And listen Probably to this. will, but still, I don't think that you know the mosquitoes are raised by a robot that can produce. 
One million mosquitoes a week. Ew. Wow. I, that's amazing. Well, but so there's going to be mosquitoes all over the place. You're like release millions and millions. Well, 20 million. So they'll, they'll initially theoretically what make contact or mate with, uh, with, regular right, with the females who then can't. I guess they they'll lay their eggs, but they won't be uh, fertile. So they'll just they won't hatch. There's nothing there. This is sad. Day. I mean, we're, this is it's not even a big story. We've got mosquito genocide. Right I know. Now. It's not even a story. I just, it's kind of interesting, though. I think it's. Yeah. It's, uh, I didn't even. I didn't know this either. Male mosquitoes don't bite. It's only the female. Typical women. Yep. Exactly right. Who's the lethal species? Mm-hmm. Who's the lethal gender? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Wait. There is no gender. I'm sorry. That's. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Well, how do these mosquitoes identify? We don't know. We don't know. Did we ask each one? No, we did not. No. Do we have a little form that maybe no. has 20 million slots? No, and we, we ask don't. each one to no. check a box. No, we didn't do and that. And I hope, by the way, there are 90 to 100 different genders as choices. I hope you're right. You know? Yeah. Uh, we're, you know, I think that's a fair way of going about it. It, it absolutely is. Uh, all right. There, you know what's in the air right now? And I, I, I'm just so psyched about football um, because we're only... A week away, I, right? I we think say. we're a week, like a week away from training camp beginning. Unbelievable. NFL training camp and BYU training camp uh, begin in about a week. And uh, I just can't wait. I just can't wait. There's going to be 65 preseason games on the NFL Network. And I think I'm going to watch each and every one. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, we actually talked about um, uh, the Mike Trout contract as we went to a yeah. break here in radio. Mm-hmm. Um, but this, I mean, it, it bears repeating here. He signed three years ago a $144.5 million contract extension that keeps him with the Angels until 2020. <clears throat> it, so they tried to do a hypothetical. So he signed that last year? Uh, a, three years ago. Three, okay, so oh. he signed a big deal, and everyone was like, "Wow, this is a huge deal! What a you know, wow!" I mean, how can you turn down 144 million dollars when you're 23 years old or whatever mm-hmm. he was? Understandable, you take it. It's called opportunity cost, Ben. When you take, when you do something, you're also potentially getting rid of an opportunity that could could mean other things. It could mean, by the way, the opportunity to get injured and make zero dollars. So you've yeah. insured yourself against that. Uh, however, it also means you've pushed free agency out a couple of years. So they went to, I think it's 69 different executives and experts as to what the free, market, uh, free agent market would bear for Mike Trout, who is, you know, again, Bryce Harper's in that conversation. There's, there's certainly a couple pitchers in the conversation of who's the best mm-hmm. player in the major leagues, but Trout has won two MVPs and finished third um, or second three times. So he's been in the league for five years. He's finished first, first, second, second, and second in the MVP balloting. Um, so, he, I mean, you know, guy's amazing. They think now um, that he would get uh, the lowest per year salary that was brought up by any one of the 69 people, as you see on the screen here, $35 million. The highest was $50 wow. million a year. Um, wow. The shortest and fewest dollars f- uh, for 10 years, $400 million. And the longest and most dollars, 15 years, $600 million. Now, that would bring him to 41 years old, that contract. 16, 15 years, $600 million, $40 million a year. That is, uh, wow. you know, that's pretty good. I'm going to say it. it now, and, and but by it's the way, inconceivable. It is inconceivable. Uh, that because was funny. It, that, for a team to pay one player 
50 million a year? And that's happening can, in basketball. Can now that all the possibly time, be a, a good deal for the team? Is that a is that a profitable deal for the team? I, it must be if somebody's willing to pay that. Yeah, and they said the only reason it's really even that low is because the luxury tax will kick in on a lot of these teams, so they can't really go that much far above that. <sighs> you you have a tough time building a team around him at that point. Bryce Harper's going to be a free agent pretty soon too, yeah, unless they extend him. Yep. Uh, and Harper is. He's got slight, at least this year, he's yeah, got slightly, slightly better, better numbers, numbers yeah. than Trout does. Mm-hmm. Um, last year, he, was, he had a down season a little bit. I think it was like he hit 270 with, I don't know, 30 home runs or something. Oh, and that terrible. Was, it was an off year. Yeah. But the year before that, he was like 338, hit 40 or something, I think, 45 home runs. Um, and this year, he's on pace for that, too, again, because he's Incredible. at 337, 24 home runs. Trout is, and he's 24. Trout is 25. He's got a lifetime batting average over 300. He's hitting 335 this year. These kids are, man. It's amazing. It's, uh, it's crazy how good they are. There's another free agent actually going on the market really soon, too, with a lot of baseball skill. Um, you might know him. His name is Chris Christie. Uh, this guy is well, apparently incredibly yeah. talented. Uh, apparently, he runs a four-minute 40. Yeah, which is the highest number of all time. Uh, he actually uh, lost to many people who can't even walk. Um, but uh, th- do we have the, cl- the clip of him catching the ball in the... Uh, oh, we don't I mean, you have pictures of him doing they it? They actually it uh, booed him. Yeah, he caught the ball. He was at a Mets game, catches the ball in the, in the crowd, and gets booed. And the, the uh, announcers, um, uh, Cardinals play-by-play announcer Dan McLaughlin said, uh, nice to see him. I get from the beach here to the ballpark. <laughs> yeah. He's not, he's not well-liked, uh, I would say liked. that. I would say that. People um, don't dig him um, right now. Uh, some things that are uh, well-liked, um, there's actually, I guess, a new movie coming out. It's called Atomic Blonde. Um, now, this movie... What? what? I guess people are really excited about it. Really? Um, I, why haven't I heard about it then? I don't even know anything about it. Oh, really? It. Well, like, that's... Uh, I, I'm just Can you enlighten it. me? Is there like a trailer or something? Yeah, actually, we've been, you know, uh, there's been a trailer that's been floating around. I guess some people have been playing it on, on oh. television. Okay. This one, however, is a, f- a much extended one. Now, some of the scenes were not, we couldn't actually show all of it. Um, so we had to make a few edits here. Uh, I, I, what I'm told, I'm told in my ear that this is a movie about um, Char- Char- Charla, Charla ther- uh, Therapy. Or something. Charlotte Therapy? I think it's Charlotte Therapy. Unusual I, don't, I, don't, I don't know how to pronounce it, but here's the trailer. <laughs> oh, it, it is for appropriate audiences only. Yeah, it does seem to be the Red Band trailer, so. Mm. Oh, okay, we can't really see that part. Because it's uh, some edits we had to put in. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, well, it doesn't look that good so far. Oh, there we oh, go. You can see, there's your head. I mean, so far, this seems like a great movie. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it does. I'm guessing. Yeah, it seems fantastic so far. Mm-hmm. Now, there's probably some aggression issues that should be... Mm-hmm. Addressed a little Addressed, bit. You know, maybe in. See, like that. That's not possible. The noises seem like she's hitting him particularly hard. 
This is apparently in the whole movie. They're just in one. <laughs> this isn't as much a trailer as it is everything. Oh, Academy Award winner. Charlize Theron. Huh. That's interesting. Not familiar with her work. Escape and evasion. This is one of the... Uh, I like how we edited this movie, but there's blood splatters on every wall. And hand-to-hand combat. It's an impressive set of skills. Talents can be overrated. <laughs> Black boxes all over this trailer somehow. <laughs> Lorraine, how well do you know James Gascoigne? Enough to say hello. He's dead. Find out who's hunting down nice our operatives. Where a lot of brave men and women are going to show up dead. Using Killer Queen for this is pretty, pretty good idea. He's David Percival. Wonder if that's in the actual movie. Welcome to Berlin. Safe. Trust. Like there might be swearing in some of these. Oh no! Oh no! Another edit. You look like you need to. They couldn't find the video for this particular scene, which is well, like the video was playing. Uh, I'm getting kind of seen in the background there, but yeah. I can't. It's kind of weird. So you made contact with the French operative, obviously. I'm seeing a little bit more John Goodman than I'd like to in this particular yeah. trailer. I can't look. I think I love you. That's too bad. Yeah, that's a great. That just seems like a good wholesome family. Yeah. Uh, now, I, I don't know what was being edited, uh, but everything else in, that we've seen seems, seems real wholesome. Um, hmm. I, again, I, don't, I didn't see what was wrong with that at all. No, it looks... Usually those Red Band trailers have uh, explicit content of some sort. Oh, really? Uh, and I did mm. not see any of it there. No, so, um, so... It's like a great movie. All right, 888 back. More Pat and Stu coming up. Oh, Jeffy Time is uh, next. Except he's not here. So So you're saying it's going to be a great Jeffy time. Yes. Here are some stories that Jeffy found and felt like sharing with us so we don't have to talk anymore. All right, there's Jeffy. It's your segment. It's your segment. Why are you acting as a surprise? What do you mean? I don't... What do you... Oh, You're confused about your... Oh, that's not funny. Are you going to talk at all? Okay, there your he is. Mic is... Oh, your mic is not, not on again. That's not on. Okay. All right. So uh, there you go, the Jeffy segment. He actually did send in this uh, story to us today. He, Jeffy's out sick, in case you don't know. Uh, we, of course, wish him worse. Um, here is... Uh, he's talking... Send this <laughs> in about O.J. Simpson tomorrow. O.J., uh, live, uh, per, uh, I guess, a parole hearing or uh, is going to be uh, on... A lot mm. of the network's going to be airing it. ESPN's going to be airing it. Um, it's not next week. Uh, it's actually tomorrow. Um, but, uh, of course, Jeffy sent the story in, so it's wrong. He sent it in. He sent in a story from last week about something that's happening tomorrow because Jeffy, this is what Jeffy does. We're constantly yes. covering for his mistakes. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, look, we don't, under, we don't know. You're, you're, the, the, the question you just asked to the speaker, why do you employ him? We don't know. We just do not know. Uh, but he, uh, of course, murdered a couple people, you know, allegedly. Uh, and then... Um, no, he was cleared of that. He's been found innocent of that crime. I've alleged it. Okay. Uh, however, uh, you're right. But he was already he was f- tried and found innocent. And then he went uh, to jail for about a decade for... Uh, <laughs> whole... <laughs> for something nobody else would have been in jail for. 
at I all. I mean, uh, at it was all. within Maybe the... they would have been in for six months. Six months tops. Guy's been in there almost nine years. I mean, he did nine uh, hold people years. hostage with a weapon for, for a short like time. a minute and a half. Yes, it was a short time. It's the dumbest excuse for. I don't know. I mean, it's within. It is within the sentencing guidelines. It was. I mean, it's for that particular crime. But you're right. But I think no it was, one would pay that. As we said, price. I do believe it had uh, people you were bet, saying had hey, everything to do with the murder. This guy should be in prison. Payback. And I'm now, sure the course, Goldman family was happy about that. I'm, yeah, I'm sure. I mean, certainly. I mean, if you look at it from a um, a what should happen standpoint, this is actually short of what he should have received when you look at it from a legal process standpoint probably a little too long yeah i don't know a six lot months too young he, too a, long he, he he did hold somebody at gunpoint that's a big deal <clears throat> okay B, give him a year you don't give him nine yeah. years nine for years that minimum when no one's hurt when nothing yeah. really happened other than you scared a few guys yeah and no harm done no harm no foul well there was a huge <laughs> it's not no foul harm, no foul the guy spent say. nine years yeah, behind bars for that admittedly a long time yeah uh he will be uh apparently he's gained a lot of weight this should, this should be interesting to see what he looks like tomorrow yeah because now he's 70 and we haven't seen him for a while now he's 70 and they uh, we heard that he's up to 300 pounds i don't know um he was he did have an incident apparently this has uh, come out today. Uh, the, Gar- the Daily Mail has this story, an exclusive. O.J. Simpson's parole may be in jeopardy after he was caught um, in his cell by a female corrections officer. Um, Doing what? Um, handling, uh, handling, handling himself? himself in a way that was uh, apparently explicitly prohibited. Uh, what? Uh, yeah, uh, federal prison in the U.S. You're not allowed to. Uh, you're not allowed to do that, apparently, which is odd because Jeffy's out of prison. But uh, so, yeah, no, I guess. Uh, uh, so he's self gratifying. Yes. Is that what you're saying? And uh, yes, apparently. that's like a crime. I guess it says um, according to the. <laughs> and I did not know this. I've never been in federal prison. This no, is I, I, I haven't either. This is when we really either. do need Jeffy here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it says uh, uh, according to the Daily Mail, it says he was caught pleasuring himself in his cell, strictly verboten in federal prisons in the U.S. Please, they're not going to revoke his parole for that, no. are they? Please that tell does me they're seem not going to. A little bit odd. I mean, come uh, on, that's weird stuff. Yeah. Is it? Re- I mean, you'd really put his parole in jeopardy over that? Well, uh, he was written up under the Prison Rape Elimination Act of 2003, uh, federal law dealing with the sexual assault of prisoners. A uh, bill was signed into law in 2003. Mm-hmm. Um, it is considered by many states to be a sexual offense in this bill. However, it's not explicitly mentioned in this bill. It's, I mean, look, the Daily Mail wants a few clicks on the day of the uh, OJ. I don't know how that... Applies to rape unless you're raping yourself there, but he seems well, I guess to be they willing probably in that di- particular They probably case. want to discourage uh, sexual situations, yes, of I any would kind. say, in that particular. Of any kind, mm-hmm. sure. So there you go. All right. Mm-hmm. It's a really icky story, but thank you for bringing that to us. That's uh, cool. I didn't bring it to you. Jeffy brought it to you. It's <laughs> Jeffy time, and we're doing Jeffy-type stories in Jeffy time. All right. Uh, yes, yes, that's your mm. time. Yes, it is. I know you're upset about it. Uh, oh, it's, yeah, I know you're surprised, and then you're going to start talking without the mic on again, aren't you? Yes, I did. I mean, that's his whole shtick, though, right there. It really is all he does. He doesn't really need to come in. Like, even. the idea is 
Could we replace right. Jeffy with a button that just plays uh, that the clip? Answer the answer is clearly is yes. yes. And we've proven clearly. it over and over again. <laughs> you, know, you know, every company's always looking for ways to cut costs. And there's mm. one. There's one. You know, right there. get rid of him, and then You're we'll just welcome. play the video. Okay. You can even license the video from him if you want. I mean, you pay him a dollar. You know, that's more than he makes. But uh, mm. I think, well, I guess that would cut four times his yearly salary. Triple eight seven two seven Beck. Be right back. Stu, triple eight seven two seven B E C K. I am uh, I'm sort of interested in this football stadium they're building for a three A high school. Of course, Texas has now is it six A or seven A? We're up to six, I believe. Yeah. Okay. So six A. This is three rungs below our top level high school. Okay. And they're building in Prosper, which is just you know a little. It's a like a bedroom community. It's Suburban Metroplex, but it's way out um, and almost by itself, I would say. Would you say Prosper is out by itself or part of the Metroplex? It's part of it? Yeah, you, you okay. You can speak. We can, anyway, they're, they can handle it. They're building a $48 million stadium out there. Little known factor, camera people can speak. <laughs> they actually do talk. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're capable. 12,000 seat capacity. The whole town is 21,000, so <laughs> can almost fit everybody in town in it. Are they a really now, good school? Like really I, good not at- that I know of. I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't follow 3A a lot, but, uh, you know, we, we had that $70 million one in, in Allen, and Katie's got a 60 or $70 million, but those are huge schools or perennial powers. Prosper, I don't know, man. I never even... I, in fact... Uh, there's only one school in town. The second high school there isn't supposed to open until 2020, <laughs> but uh, they're building this. Uh, here's a look at, I guess, this is how what it's going to look like, sort of an artist rendition. <clears throat> Looks like a nice facility from the outside. And you see the parking lot's full, so the oh, town's like, really wow, out to support them. They probably knew that, that's yeah, all. They're, they're out to support them. That it's got handicapped access. Good, good, good. Uh, Prosper ISD, and there's another part of the stadium. We're going in through the first gate now, and are we ever going to make it to the field? I mean, look at this thing. Yeah, it's it's pretty nice. Pretty darn nice. It looks like, you know, a lot of the major schools. Uh, stadiums that we see on every street corner in Texas. The bench seating, though, is uh, wow. it's unacceptable. What, what year is this? I mean, <laughs> uh, you know... <laughs> I'm not sitting on a For bench. just a few million more. What, 10 million more? You could yeah. probably get really nice plush seating, yeah. individual seats. I want there. them like the ones in the dine-in theaters. Like, there's like big leather recliners. Oh, yeah. Can you imagine? Legs, the leg, That'd yeah, be a great way to watch it. Oh, then it's got a natatorium, too, because you can't have a high school without a natatorium. What would you say, Pat, uh, for those who don't know, uh, is a natatorium? I'd say it's an enclosed swimming pool. 
uh, and a beautiful one at that. Wow, yeah. Looks Look at nice. that. Now, it's interesting that all the people are white. Um, <laughs> as they uh, don't racism. really want diversity there. It's Texas. That's for sure. Obviously. It's Texas. This is racism. We all know it, you know. Uh, so, yeah, they're spending a pretty penny on that. Uh, but that, I mean, football's important in Texas. I think we all know that. Uh, I had noticed so that. They're going to have a they're going to have a stadium to go with their importance. I had not noticed. Triple eight seven two seven B E C K. What else uh, do we have here? Congress wants a new U.S. military branch, a space corps, or a space corpse, as our former president would call it. Yeah. Late last month, the House Armed Services Committee approved a version of the annual U.S. military budget that includes something <clears throat> far from routine, the creation of a new military branch devoted specifically to combat in outer space. Hmm. Now, Reagan was mocked for this um, when he did his Star Wars, which is, you know, certainly a... Hmm. Uh, an, you can argue that it can be made that it was a big part of why the Cold War was won, um, because we basically spent... Uh, or at least it convinced the Soviet Union to spend themselves into oblivion. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know if this will be the same now. We're getting to that point where, I mean, space travel doesn't even seem like all that notable anymore. We have, the, uh, we have this ridiculous, um, we're going to show you these pictures in a minute, of, uh, of the giant storm on Jupiter. It doesn't, even, like, makes, it doesn't even make a blip. It doesn't even make a blip anymore in the news. You barely even like, ah, all right, well, we'll show it. We're in the hour two. Eh, third or fourth story an hour two. We've got an Earth vehicle uh, on Jupiter. Eh, whatever. <laughs> it really doesn't. It just <laughs> I mean, doesn't, it's yeah. almost on Jupiter. It could land there. I mean, it could, if there was actual solid uh, ground to land on. I mean, it's what twenty-one thousand miles above the surface or something. It's it's really really close. And and you're right. It's not even notable now. Mm. Nobody uh, pays attention. Um, right, how do you feel about space combat? I mean, I feel like we should get out ahead of it. You know, I mean, we have plenty of money, certainly. We don't, oh, we're yeah. the richest nation on earth. Yes. Uh, we have no debt. Uh, we have low, <clears> low taxes. Well, just the 20 trillion. The what? Uh, in debt. Just the 20 trillion. You well, know? yeah, I mean, the 20 trillion, obviously, but I'm saying in, in excess, it's not like there's another estimate that shows unfunded liabilities that's higher than that. Well, and a little bit higher, good. just slightly, like $128 trillion. Dollars? $128 trillion. Uh, dollars, yeah. Y- yeah. U.S. dollars? Mm-hmm. hmm mm-hmm. Now, if that was Canadian dollars, it'd be, what, about $8.55? Yeah. <laughs> At least that used to be the case. <laughs> there was a time in which that was true. Um, here are the pictures of uh, Jupiter's uh, great, they call it the Great Red Spot, <clears throat> of course. It's 56, a huge storm. We're only 5,600 miles, by the way, above the, uh, the uh, core uh, of Jupiter. Wow. Uh, 5,600 miles. There it is. Uh, that's it. What did you notice there is um, it's a giant red spot. Looks a lot like it does from the telescope. <laughs> yeah, it does. But we got a lot closer to take the picture, <laughs> so it costs a lot more. <laughs> um, which is is that, that's it? That's it. Weren't you expecting a little more than that? Because six hundred. I've seen away. that from the Hubble telescope. I mean, we are closer <laughs> than we've ever been before. We're a little more detail, perhaps. <laughs> Very little. <laughs> that was really anticlimactic, i got to tell you. Uh, so... Uh, well, okay, fine. Uh, how about this? Uh, 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 for years, uh, private space company Moon Express has touted its grand ambitions for one day mining the moon for delicious resources uh, that do not include cheese. This is from Gizmodo. So there's snark involved. Mm-hmm. Um, after years of secrecy, the uh, company stepped out of the shadows uh, to talk about how it plans to achieve its lofty goals. Apparently, it's aiming to set up a lunar outpost on the moon as early as 2020. Um, that's, uh, I guess they want to mine the moon. 
for minerals and such. Uh, yeah. So there you go. All um, right. I was, uh, this reminds me uh, loosely of a book I am reading, uh, which is uh, by Joshua Green. Um, and it is about um, uh, basically Steve Bannon is the topic of the book. However, it's also um, involves a lot of Trump stuff. There are a million really good uh, nuggets in there. I don't know if I mentioned on, on the show um, the Chris Christie thing. Uh, night of the election, Chris Christie goes up to Donald Trump and says, uh, Hey, I talked to, uh, I talked to, to, to Barack Obama. We're friends from the Sa- Hurricane Sandy thing. First of all, how irritating is that? Because, I mean, Very. there's an argument to be made that that, his, that, 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 that cost the election. Cost the election for, for Romney. Romney, yeah. Uh, uh, so he's going to call me to congratulate you, uh, and I'll just give you the phone. And Trump's response was something to the effect of, I don't want your effing phone. Uh, if he, you have my number, if he wants to call, tell him to effing call me. Uh, this is, in the, by the way, the giant biggest triumph of his life. Uh, that is what, what his attitude was. But he's so germaphobic, he didn't want Chrissy's fat cheeks <laughs> touching the same thing that he touched. It's hard uh, to blame him for it's that. It's hard to kind of, And then afterwards, they went hard to the to party. Blame. Um, I, I, where he, you know, I think it was the Hyatt where they had the kind of after party, which they all, by the way, up until 7 p.m. assumed was going to be a defeat. Um, uh, and they uh, walk into the thing, and Christie uh, gets off the elevator, makes a beeline over to Trump, and like, you know, all right, Donald, congratulations. And I guess Donald Trump does not like to be smothered. And they said those two incidents um, led to him not getting a role uh, past the transition. And he got basically fired from the transition. <laughs> he just hated him so much. It is, I mean, the guy sold his soul for Donald Trump. Yeah. Uh, you kind of assumed he'd get something, but uh, no, he got nothing. Um, That's douche on douche violence. Though. That is douche on douche violence. Uh, <clears throat> so, absolutely. Kind of Chris Christie, can Chris Christie go into the douche hall of fame? He deserves a vote. He does deserve one. He does deserve We should consider that. Yeah. Um, and uh, so, uh, th- but uh, they were talking about Steve Bannon and how he made his money. Uh, so, there's a couple of par- interesting parts of that. One, he got, he went to, uh, he worked at Goldman Sachs, which is fairly well reported, um, kind of got disillusioned with it, had some money, went out and made some contacts in Hollywood and kind of got involved in the, uh, <coughs> the, the, uh, the, the buying up studios, you know, and buying up intellectual property um, uh, in Hollywood. One of the things he was, and he would like navigate these deals for these uh, big companies, and, and one of the deals where they were trying to buy intellectual property from a uh, uh, Castle Rock, the, uh, the TV studio. Um, and he, they said, well, he, he recommended to the company, why don't you take some equity interest, uh, some uh, you know, residuals in, in some of these to make this deal work? And they said they didn't want to. Uh, they argued back and forth. Bannon eventually was, he said, look, I, I, they said to, to Bannon, why don't you just, you take some residual value here. If you take the residuals, then maybe we'll do it. Prove to us you think this is a good deal. And he didn't want to do that. Um, eventually he decided to say yes. The fifth of the five shows that he took residual value in um, uh, was the, as they describe it in the book, The Runt of the Litter, um, show called uh, Seinfeld. I don't know if you've uh, uh, heard of it, uh, but it was in, it's, I think the third season had never cracked the top 30 uh, in the ratings. You're never, kidding. Yeah, never. Seinfeld took that long to get going? Yeah. I, I, I didn't remember, I remember that at right, all. Right, but hmm. I, I, for sure it hadn't cracked the top 30. I don't remember his second season or wow. third season. But uh, you may remember it being a moderate success. Uh, and led to some, so that's how he made his money. That's how he got. He, went, he was already wow. rich, but he went from rich to like wealthy. 
uh, there and spent a lot of his money on you know really crappy conservative do documentaries. Many of them were really like uh, you know not particularly good. Um, mm -hmm. He, he uh, obviously went into the Breitbart arena and uh, mm -hmm. and so they're in the middle of that uh, about that process right now. Huh. But one of the other ways he made his money was he got into the and there, the, the interesting <clears throat> formulation of this book is kind of just saying like how did Bannon get to this point where he was doing what he did with Breitbart and with Trump. And um, the two parts of it, they're talking about how he had a relationship with Sarah Palin and, and saw this person who's like a bigger than life character can help you know, ignite a movement. And obviously there's a Trump tie there. And then in addition to that, he wound up taking a bizarre job uh, in, relations to in relation to World of Warcraft, the video game. Um, so the video game, if you don't know it, it's like millions of people play this game all at once. And for a while, there was uh, a situation where when you're in the game, you can, and I'm not, I'm, I know I'm going to butcher this for you who play the game. And you know what? I don't care. I'll be honest about it. I just, I don't care. But the issue here is, at least the way they explain it in the book, is in the game, you can get these resources that you utilize in the game. Like you can mine for, let's say, gold in the game. And you can use that in the <coughs> game to buy things in the game to improve your performance. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, what some people got a great idea, which was, what if we hire a bunch of um, uh, people who are unemployed in China to play it all day? And then they will get the fake gold in the game, and then will sell it for real dollars on the internet. So he got involved in a company that was selling fake World of Warcraft uh, resources for real money. It wound up um, uh, blowing up because the game company was like, well, we don't want you to do that. And so they took steps to make that uh, difficult. They deactivated users and things like that who had done that. But so the company was a complete disaster. But while he was there, he realized the passion of these video game users who were so pissed off about that. And that is kind of his introduction into how he can corral a underground sort of fringy online audience and turn it into a political movement, which he attempted to do with Breitbart, obviously to some level of success. And then eventually the president of the United States, which is probably the highest level of success you can have. In this particular country, it's it's filled with really interesting nuggets about it. And the first chapter, uh, if you want to read this book, is all about their basically their election night and what they were doing, where they were, what their polling showed that night, which, by the way, uh, showed them losing. Um, they thought they were losing up until the evening. In fact, they uh, the only only one. Um, of the uh, data sources they use, which was the Cambridge Analytica thing. It's run by the Mercers. It's um, uh, a, uh, you know, a, a deep data sort of dive. It's the only one that showed them with even any chance. And the only reason it showed them with a chance was because of the Comey letter. So for, the, for people who are critical of that analysis from, uh, from Hillary Clinton even, who says basically at this point, I think it was the Comey letter was the reason I lost, uh, Trump's own polling showed the same thing. Uh, so, uh, you know, it's not exactly a stunner, um, you know, that, that that's actually accurate. She's actually right on that. Mm. I mean, I mean, but again, th that takes away her responsibility in it, which is, by the way, everyone thought she was so corrupt, which is why she lost. If, she, if, if that was the only thing that came out, like, by the way, we're looking at some emails and it's not a big deal, but, you know, hey, we're, we're going to look into these because Anthony Weiner's corrupt and we're going to look at some emails. It wouldn't have done anything. The fact is, she had been so dishonest and so corrupt for such a long period of time, it essentially reminded everybody of that a few days before the election. And that's largely why Trump probably won. Well, yeah. I mean, we pretty much believe that from the beginning, have we not? Mm -hmm. uh, 888-727-BECK. Also, we have uh, something new from bad lip-reading re people. Uh, the Force <laughs> Awakens. 
a bad lip reading. Uh, these are always fun, and uh, this features Mark Hamill as Han Solo, apparently. Here's a look. How am I still living? I mean, you hit me right in my face. Hit him again. Ow! Dang it, Ricky. <clears throat> Hold up. You know Ricky. He's a demon machine, and if he keeps shooting, Shut up. I will end you, demon. This morning, I wanted a frap, and they wouldn't make it. Every time I come here, you're buying a frap. It's not important to get a frap. But it makes me happy. Mm, big fat deal. Seriously, there must be something that makes you happy. Not really. A pickle? Mm-mm. Pickle. A zoo? Never. A sassy vagrant? <laughs> Six kittens in a bag of water? <laughs> uh, Poop on a stick? <laughs> That's disgusting. Are you serious? Mm, you're so freaking weird. I like monkey. <laughs> you're the monkey. I don't understand how they do it. I, I don't either, but it's it phenomenal. Work. It does work. Uh, um, and there's more. Uh, that's the good news. Here's more. Can I buy you a drink? <laughs> Whatever, weird girl. I mean, it would be great if we could play with my kissy bits. <laughs> I always have real funky breath. I wonder what you smell like. Kiss like <laughs> cinnamon and something. <laughs> Puts the lotion on the skin. Get it? <laughs> Guess not. <laughs> Learn how to speak. <laughs> Does anybody understand what he says? He's got some kind of stupid accent, I think. Accent. I shot a clown. <laughs> I feel like that's not related. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, we can hear you. <laughs> I think Robert stole his sister's trinkets. He's embarrassed. <laughs> He's an idiot. <laughs> Actually, I think he said tomorrow's his birthday. Oh, happy birthday, Bill. I don't mean that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so weird. So wait, is, is, are they saying that Mark Hamill did the voice of Han Solo through this? That's pretty amazing. That's because it's really say, good. It actually sounds it like, does sound him. like him. I was wondering if he actually yeah. did it. And then, uh, no, I guess that's what it means. He actually <laughs> did the voice. That's really funny that he's that's involved funny. in that. Uh, finally, uh, one more part of this. Watch. All right. They have the gift shop? Yeah. Be right back. Did that shop have any food? Or a hat? Or like a cool belt buckle? <laughs> or maybe a bacon flute? Yes. <laughs> Try this. <laughs> Why is your neck wet? I don't want to relive it. They got a sick blouse on sale. <laughs> You've been really bad company. I made you a bird. <laughs> it's a finger puppet. 
As you can see, I never painted it. I would have given it to you, but you've never trusted birds. <laughs> Quit looking at me like that. I mean, very weird. Very weird, I will say that one. But, very, uh, very pretty, weird. Pretty well done. But entertaining. Mm -hmm. uh, and it just reminds me of how bad a villain. Uh, what was his name? The, you know, uh, the long-haired kid. I know. <sighs> Looks like a Vienna choir boy who uh, has been in the choir too long. Kylo Ren. Jeez. Oh, I mean, what a, just, that's, what a terrible villain. I like the movie. As I long have, as but... he kept his mask on, he was great. Yeah. And then he takes it off and is like, what? It's like a guy from NSYNC or the Backstreet Boys? What? Yeah, it was a very strange choice. Because he's good. Like, he's great in the mask. Like, the voice is. Is, sounds yeah. great. I mean, yeah. it's a good villain. Yes. Uh, and as then, soon as the mask comes off, it's over. It's over. For villain wise, I mean that's. It's just not. He's not very intimidating. No, I would say. No, he's not. Probably has very large ears too. Have you heard that? Yes, you have. Yes. Triple eight seven two seven Beck. More patents too coming up in a minute. Triple eight seven twenty seven Beck is the uh, phone number if you want to call. We had um, this, these maps uh, of uh, what people say and where they say them that I'm fascinated with. Uh, we kind of talked mm. about them on radio. Do we have these maps? Because um, the, they have things like uh, fireflies versus lightning bugs. Which one do you say? If you see a little bug that lights up, and uh, this is interesting, uh, I would I would go fireflies, but I'm right. Me I, too. I grew up in Connecticut, right on the border of Lightning Bug Land, uh, but I go fireflies. I I go fireflies in a state that do, doesn't have them, um, and so I didn't even see them until I moved back east. That's didn't even see them. It is a freaking creepy, weird creature, isn't it? Yeah, they're cool, though. I like they're them. They're really cool. On a really dark night, when you look out your window in your, in your backyard and you see all these things lighting up, it's like, wow, mm -hmm. those are actual creatures yeah. doing that. <laughs> That's impossible. That's really weird. Uh, how about uh, you're going out and you're going to uh, sell some stuff uh, from your house? It's a garage uh, sale. Front. It's, what, it's, it's a garage, a garage sale. sale. Um, you will notice, and oddly, uh, I, will, I would say tag sale. And tag sale was a big thing in Connecticut. And that's and really the only place. Connecticut, Massachusetts. And really, I'm on the border of, of in, where in Connecticut it would even exist. Um, it really is just basically Connecticut mm -hmm. and a little bit of Massachusetts. Rummage sale up in Michigan. Which is probably, Yard sale or, or, for a lot of their country. Yeah. Or, like sort of Wisconsin, I guess, in there. Yeah. Some of w Michigan, some of Wisconsin. Yard sale is, it's, that's a really splotchy one. Garage sale, really middle of the country. I would say yard sale is kind of where you. Now you're in garage no, sale. I'm up here. Right. Yeah. I'm thinking Idaho. That's where I grew um, up. Yeah, you're in Montana. Uh, okay, uh, up next is uh, you guys versus y'all. Definitely you guys for me. 
Definitely, definitely you guys. Um, yins? People in Pittsburgh. I mean, they should delete Pittsburgh. Yins? They should no. delete it. They don't um, say yins, do they? Yeah, I think so. Now, in Baltimore, and obviously Jersey and a few other places, they say use. Use guys. Use guys. That's uh, uh, Which is bizarre to no. me. I and mean, that's just... Y'all is dumb. Honestly, y'all is dumb, too. You yeah, all it is. is dumb. It's all dumb except you guys. That's really <laughs> Everybody else is dumb. Well, and here's the reason. Y'all is actually singular. Because mm-hmm. people, when you're the only two people in the room, somebody will say, what do y'all think? I'm just one person. What do you mean, I all? What is it really? I've, all. I've yeah. never noticed that. You all, y'all is singular. All y'all is plural. That's really dumb. Yes, it is. Really dumb. Yes, um, it is. Of course, you know, people might point out that we're, we're dumb because yeah. a, a lot of times females are in the room and you still say you guys. Yeah, it's a generic um, kind of guys. It it's is. A which gender is, fluid it's sort also, of guys. Yeah, but that, we were just ahead of our time. We right. understood the whole Caitlyn Jenner thing exactly was coming. Right. So yes. we nailed it. Uh, that's what we did. Um, next up is uh, soda versus pop versus Coke. Now, now I've been exposed to all three of these. Yes. I grew up with pop. However, okay. I moved away from uh, Montana and wound up in uh, Utah where they say, what do they say in Utah? Is, is red? Kind of red and orange. So I would say red. Coke oh, and soda. So yeah, Coke and soda. So I, it was soda there, I think, more than anything else for me. And then back east, it was obviously soda. Yes. So soda's and the, it turned into soda for me. Soda's the right one, um, in case you were wondering. Uh, <laughs> now, pop is acceptable. Coke is not. Uh, if you say Coke for soda, then, uh, then you're dumb. Um, we've, by the way, every, every one of these will end in you being dumb. That's the way this segment's going to work. Uh, but... Uh, Coke is dumb because you go in there. Glenn was like, well, you go in there and you say, yeah, I'd like a Coke. What kind of Coke? I don't know, root beer. There's only one kind of Coke. It's Coke. It's Coke. Yeah. Now, no, there's also a lot of kinds of Coke. If you say, what kind of Coke? I want a cherry Coke or a Diet Coke. There's at least a conversation there. But if you go in there and you say, I'd like a Coke, and you say, I'd like a root beer Coke, that's dumb. Yes. I'd like a root beer soda. Makes sense. Right. I just like a root beer. But they would say a root beer Coke, which is dumb. It was interesting because I've been re-indoctrinated over the years Mm -hmm. to soda. And then I went back to Montana a few times uh, earlier this year and was walking through the grocery store. And you know how you look at the sign to see what aisle you're on? Yeah. And it said pop. Like, wow. wow. That yeah, brings back that. memories. I forgot about that. And, like, and the soda and the pop crowd can work together because the term is actually soda pop. Right. right? Okay, right. so I can deal with pop people. You can't deal with Coke. That's just, that's just stupid. That's just one kind Unless of you really mean Coke. Right. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Pat. I'm glad we got that settled. Uh, garbage can or trash can? Definitely garbage can. I would How say garbage you? can for me. You yeah. too. And look, if you kind of see garbage can just inches into Connecticut. Oh yeah. Where trash can is uh, pretty much everywhere uh, south. Huh. Um, I, it's weird how like Maine escaped the. Uh, yeah, kind of that north. I mean, really, again, the northeast weird. is pretty diverse on a lot of these things. Yeah. Um, uh, no one uses receptacle. Just in case you were wondering. And what, what do they call it in England? Like refuse or something? Oh, yeah. Refuge? I don't know. I don't know. Rubbish. Rubbish. That's right. Rubbish. Uh, next up, what, what the kind of truck oh, that hauls the stuff definitely on the long haul trailer? Is that what it is for you? Mm-hmm. Semi? No, uh, tractor trailer for me. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. And look, tractor trailer. It's right. Oh, every look. Time. This is really interesting. It, is it, a, does, it does work out this it, way, it does, doesn't it? It's really accurate. I would say 18-wheeler would be my next the next one on my list, semi. Me and too. I've heard semi, semi truck, but uh, I would not use that. That would mean I would always call it tractor trailer or maybe eighteen wheeler. Wow. Um, so, okay. Uh, next up, uh, you're going to drink something at, at the gym or something. A little water. 
um, you know, drink drinking fountain or a water fountain. I would say water fountain. Although I'm so would I. dangerously close in Connecticut to the bubbler phenomenon, which <laughs> yeah, you are, I would, which kill, I would, really I would be suicidal weird. if I called it a bubbler. I am so glad you don't say bubbler. No, that's, that's that stupid. Would, that's, Again, you're dumb if you call it a bubbler. I that's will tell you, we've got one coming up where we strongly disagree. Yeah, no, we go strongly. Str- Strongly disagree. They do on. really disagree on this one. Um, then um, there's, uh, in fact, there's two of them that I strongly disagree with you on. Yeah, in a row. Uh, yeah. T- uh, what do you wear in your feet tennis when shoes. you're going to play a sport? I wear tennis shoes. Uh, and I will say most of the country. Uh, Look at uh, that. I mean, it's pretty widespread. Yeah, uh, tennis shoes, which is um, dumb. Uh, and the reason it's dumb is because uh, tennis shoes are for playing tennis. Oh, I think tennis shoes outnumbers you by about oh, uh, oh. 80 to 20 percent. Oh, and I would say the same thing in the elections. Uh, the dumb people absolutely outnumber me. Hawaiians um, just say shoes. I would say that's actually fine, right? Like shoes. Though shoes well, to you've me got to imply, right, they don't, it just implies generally speaking. Mm-hmm. I would say, you know, I can go with, honestly, Gym shoes is probably the uh, most yeah. sensible one. Yeah, yeah. And that's I only Chicago deal, and Cincinnati for some reason. Gym shoes make sense. Sneakers doesn't make sense, but it's a sort of a nonsense word that covers everything. Where tennis shoes is a specific word, like Coke. It doesn't make any sense. You go in there and say, oh, yeah, shoes you play bas- tennis with. It's there, you can also play basketball in tennis shoes. Right, but you. But what are basketball shoes that are designed for there basketball? There aren't any basketball shoes. Yes, They're there just are. tennis shoes. <laughs> there are basketball shoes. <laughs> I'd like some basketball right, tennis shoes, please. <laughs> uh, no, you know what? Give me running tennis shoes. Well, see, uh, give me the, no walking tennis shoes, please. I'd like. Those. I will say this. Back in the day, there was no there such thing any. as basketball shoes. And that's where this comes from, yeah, right? Yeah. It was it really was tennis the first sneaker. It must though? have been. It must have been. That's bizarre. Um, and last, uh, this one you've, you've heard us argue about for a long time. Yeah. Caramel or caramel? It's caramel. Uh, it's not as caramel. It's caramel. Uh, and as you can see caramel here. Caramel sauce. Caramel. caramel. Actually, I'm pretty. I will say, in my mind as a kid, uh, I, I feel like I heard both. And you look in Connecticut, Did it you? really is both. Um, oh. But caramel is the, is the correct answer, um, obviously. Uh, and if you don't uh, believe Caramel that, is done. the correct answer. Uh, no. Caramel. No, mm-hmm. yeah, no, it's not. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's it not, is. Obviously not. Uh, but and um, the dumb people say caramel. Well, I mean, like, stupid. Like, caramel's made I mean, out of two names, Kara and Mel. That's what it's made out of. <laughs> made out of two people's names, Kara and Mel. They they invented did it. Did they a long invent time the ago. sauce? Yep. Okay. Uh, they All sure right. Did. Well, then I stand corrected. <laughs> More Pat and Stew coming up. Yeah. Oh, we got uh, spoons, oh, spoons coming up. Maybe there'll be caramel in this uh, next thing we have with spoons. Uh, what do you Yay! think? Yay! Yes. Or won't be. Uh, we won't have it, but it'd be great. How long is that? Uh, Hi. 50 seconds. Uh, the clip is Spoons 50 up. seconds you're about to see. Okay. Um, and we wanted to tell you with a time first because that's Just the Just so you would here. know <laughs> so uh, you can plan. how long you're uh, going to need to stay there and watch the uh, clip. Well, in honor of the Steve Bannon book, um, uh, we are doing today Snickers with Hazelnut. And you're thinking to yourself, well, why does that honor uh, Steve Bannon? Well, every time you watch the following clip, Steve Bannon gets money. Uh, watch. You want to hear something weird? Mr. Pitt eats his Snickers bars with a knife and fork. <laughs> really? Yes. Why does he do that? He probably doesn't want to get chocolate on his fingers. <laughs> his fingers. The society types eat their candy bars. Forgive me for trying to clash up this place. They're trying to have the Yankees reach another strata of society that might not watch Channel 11. 
the hell are you doing? <laughs> I am eating my dessert. How do you eat it? With your hands? <laughs> it is a, I actually kind of support uh, the uh, knife and fork. Uh, I do not. Idea, because it is true. You get it. You get it all over your fingers, and then you also the, the little crumbs of chocolate mm-hmm. um, fall onto your shirt. You might know something about that. I don't know anything per, about that. Per se. Uh, this is uh, a new Snickers, uh, Snickers Hazelnut. Uh, I've never had it before. Um, of course, that's kind of the point of this uh, segment. Um, but I, I'm willing to, I, and that kind of sounds interesting. And we have yeah, the does. knife and fork. I shan't be eating it with my knife and fork. Why not? Uh, because I don't eat at Snickers bar in that you, way. How do you eat it? With I, your hands? I, with my hands. Okay. And uh, I'm going to try it. <laughs> that's really weird. All right. Mmm. Hazelnut Snickers tastes a mm. lot like a non-hazelnut Snickers. It tastes almost exactly <laughs> like a Snickers. I can't tell the difference. I don't think. Mm. Like, if you had another Snickers bar here mm. and the hazelnut, I don't think I'll I could discern any difference. I don't think I could taste the difference either. Um, there's, no, there's no discernible difference there. It's just a Snickers bar. Where's is it, the hazelnut? Well, their hazelnuts are in, in place of the peanuts. Oh, really? Right. <laughs> what did you think? I don't know. You think they just like, taste like regular peanuts then. Well, no, hazel- well, I'm, I'm thinking of hazelnut like in the, uh, what's that spread called? Nutella. Nutella. To me, hazelnut is chocolate. <laughs> well, there's already chocolate on the stickers. <laughs> so I thought there's going to be more of it. Mm. But no. It's exactly the same. Yeah, I really, I mean, honestly, I'm mm-hmm. having a very difficult time t- telling any difference whatsoever. Me too. Now, the good, the good side of this, Snickers are good. Mm-hmm. I really like them. Mm-hmm. So I would rate this exactly the same as every other Snickers that I've ever had, um, which I would probably put in the area of a 15. Yeah. I mean, I like Snickers a lot. They're freaking good. Though I don't know why you'd go out and get this one because it tastes just like regular Snickers. As now, I think I've said in the past, I prefer no peanuts in my candy bars. Yes, you've made that very clear. Or anything else. But I give it about a 14. Um, seriously, there's no difference between... I really can't tell the difference at all. ...a Snickers and a hazelnut Snickers. Here's what I would say. If you want any... If you want really... When you, get it, you want to go real deep here? You want to go deep I dive? Do. Let's, let's do a deep dive on Snickers. Deep. I would say the nuts that you get in there... It's not, they're not full hazelnuts. They're very much broken up. And if you kind of see towards the top here, the pieces of nut in this particular bar are smaller than the average peanut in a, um, in a, in a normal Snickers. So I would say that uh, they're a little bit more finely chopped. Mm-hmm. So texture-wise, you can detect a very slight difference. Though, I mean, I've had hazelnuts before, I think. Uh, and I don't know that I... Thought they tasted exactly like peanuts, but in this context, to me, it's basically just a, a You can't tell Snickers. the difference, yeah. Very small difference. difference on the texture, but that being said, I mean, it's freaking good. Yeah, it's good. What else would you do with a Snickers, though? The, you, I mean, I guess... Well, they have could, peanut butter Snickers. Yeah, you could do peanut butter. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could do... Didn't, didn't Milky Way do an all-caramel one or something, and they removed the ne- nougat and put in the caramel instead? I think there's something like that for a... There's a Milky Way all caramel. Really? There's a Milky Way all caramel. And they have Milky Way with the dark chocolate, the nighttime bar. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of the dark chocolate. It's too healthy. 
It's no, um, it's not. Just so you know, no, it's not. It's too healthy. It's not. They tell you it's it really healthy. Is. It is. It's not like healthy. a health food. It's, it's like not kale. Health. No, it's not. It's, it's the same as kale. It's the same as kale. No, it's not. Quinoa, uh, then. It's the same it's, as it's quinoa. It's similar to couscous. I'll give you that. <laughs> I'll give you the couscous thing. All right. More patent stew is inevitable. Concerned about that. All right. Uh, so, uh, Glenn Beck, have you heard of him? Uh, no. He, he's a uh, broadcaster. Okay. Uh, and he was talking a little bit uh, about last night about uh, the Elon Musk thing that came out, what's going on mm-hmm. in the Middle East, and the future of artificial intelligence, not Alan Iverson. He just uh, says AI, which drives me crazy. Watch. Okay. You know, years ago, I told you that you needed to be the one in your neighborhood, one in your family that had some credibility to make sure that you never um, reposted or argued for false stories, et cetera, et cetera, because there'd, be a, there'd come a time when nobody believed anything and you needed your credibility. You want to see the future. I can't believe I'm saying this, but you go to the UAE. Look what's happening with the UAE. Yeah, so earlier, earlier this year, there's that um, diplomatic kerfuffle with Qatar, where suddenly all the other Gulf states cut off trade, diplomatic ties, because of um, a series of things. And part of it was you, Qatar has funded terrorist organizations in the past. But they were, there was these, these tweets and these uh, postings from Qatari leaders that led to this abrupt break in relations. And just last week, Tillerson was in the region going, hopping from Gulf state to Gulf state to be trying to mend the relationship. Because as Jason will tell you, we have military bases in Qatar. I believe our biggest mm-hmm. is in Qatar, isn't it? Yes, and, the CENTCOM then, forward outpost, basically. Yeah, that's so, really, and it's right across the water from uh, and, Iran. Yeah. And then just came out yesterday, American intelligence says a lot of those postings we saw from Qatar weren't real. They came, they were, Qatar was hacked by the United Arab Emirates, and a lot of those were fake posts to make Qatar look bad, which brought the diplomatic strain. And who do you believe in that? Who do you believe in that? Uh, So our intelligence officials are saying this, right? Yeah. So that's pretty legit. Um, It makes a whole lot of sense for the entire, I don't think, if if that's true, then I think it's not just UAE that's at fault here. I would say it's probably all the, all the entirety of the Gulf nations were probably behind this. Um, But that's interesting because it's, it, it combines cyber warfare with fake news which is exactly the momentum that, Glenn, I think you were getting at what we're looking at in the future. That's exactly what we're looking at in the future. Okay, so let me take this to Elon Musk over the weekend. Anybody see Elon Musk's speech for the governors? About uh, AI? Yeah. Yeah. Of course, it'd be the two geeks. Um, <laughs> Uh, we should have had a party together and watched it with chips. I had one. Yeah. <laughs> wow, I'm not cool enough for the geek party. Oh. Um, uh, I can't get you, man. I have my Doctor Who ring on. Um, but the, um, uh, in Elon Musk told the, the governors, he said, AI is a real problem, and he's trying to wake people up to the dangers to humanity. He says it is a threat to the existence of humankind. And he said, once it gets to a certain stage, you won't be able to regulate it. It'll be too late. It'll be out. 
I didn't see the speech, but how does he reconcile that with his push for automated cars and that sort of thing? I mean, is he not going to use AI for that? I mean, he, be he believes that deep mind a um, um, AI is what is at stake, what real problems. Um, he's put his own money up. I mean, how much? Like a billion dollars or something, something crazy like yeah. um, to start his own anti-AI fund to be able to... Uh, expose what's going on and to come up with some way to stop deep mind. And when, when he talks deep mind, it's why he's going to Mars. He thinks we're all going to be wiped out. So he <laughs> believes that's true. This is why he's going to Mars. He believes that mankind need to get off this planet soon because AI will kill us all. And, um, and in it, he said... Um, the first real problem is going to be with fake news. He said, if AI figures out it can control us, it can cause wars just by, you know, faking documents, faking news stories, faking uh, uh, tweets, etc., and start global wars where we'll kill each other <laughs> over something done by AI. That's phenomenal. Well, remember that we had this story a couple of months ago uh, that was a similar thing. What, what, what was, what's the Google home machine? Uh, yes. I, I get them mixed up. Yes. But, um, and she actually reported some sort of fake news thing when you asked it a certain question about Obama. You remember that story? Mm -hmm. So it, it's not far-fetched already. Well, the, the scary thing to me is the one that's trying to learn how to tweet as you, the people who are using it, say that, yeah, the first few are me but then it goes dark. It doesn't have any filter to it at all. Mm. And in a very short period of time, the, the uh, tweets become racist, dark, no matter who it is, racist, dark, angry, bitter, deadly. Yeah, that's my, my tweets are like that, just so yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, Aubrey, tell me what happened in Iran. They arrested another U.S. Yes. citizen. Yes, yeah, so there's a Chinese-American uh, graduate student from Princeton who's been studying over there and doing his, uh, his research for his degree. And Iran got a hold of him and accused him of spying on them and sending his research back to the United States. So they just sentenced him to 10 years in prison for espionage. So that just kind of takes the whole U.S.-Iran US, relations and you know, kind of screws them up even further. So. Well, did anybody see the, the story? I think it was in the Washington Post about the situation in Iraq and how we've basically now handed it over to Iran. Mm -hmm. Everything that the Iraqis were afraid of has happened now. And we've handed it over to Iran. And now with this, definitely not, definitely not good. Normally, normally, I would say that that's probably there's a high likelihood that it actually actually would have been working with the government in, in some way. But the, I, I was reading through that story, and it, it seems so obvious that he was he literally he was there to work on his doctorate thesis, I believe. Yeah. And he had been there for a while, and there was communications back and forth to to was it Princeton or whatever, mm -hmm. where he was literally like, "Yeah, this is what I'm finding. It's amazing. I'm almost done." I mean, it was very documented. It seemed like he was there purely as a researching student. Well, that's what he. That's his study. Yeah. yeah. His field of study is is Persian influence, and uh, I mean. I don't know why you would go to Iran and expect to walk out safely, but... I don't know either. You know. There, there are so many, and we've talked about it a little bit, but there is a, there is a war coming. It, it's, I don't see any way out of it at this point. And it's in the preliminary 
uh, shots are being fired right now with what's going on in Iraq, with all those Shiite militias. We're actually engaging directly Iranian uh, proxies in the region. So they're already starting to say, okay, ISIS is just about out of here. Who's going to gobble up that territory? And Iran wants it. This probably was a power play. You know what I mean? I'm sure they're doing their back channels, negotiations, all that stuff, uh, asking, well, what's it worth, worth to you? You know, will you yeah, back really, out? Part of me is like, you know, you went to Iran. It's like the guy who went to North Korea. I mean, I don't want anything bad to happen to him, and I want him to return home, and this would never happen if we were a strong nation, et cetera, et cetera. But are any of us going to Iran? Well, no, but I'm also not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you at least got to take some accountability, right? Some responsibility yeah. for it if you go there. Yeah. But after the fact, okay, we know that he did it. We know it was a mistake. What can we do? What do we do? We already know we that do it's nothing. happened. We do nothing. We don't have the clout. We don't have the power. We're not the America that we were 10 years ago, 15 yeah. years ago. There are things that we can do, I think, but... The question is, will we do it? Like, they don't do it just to, for the heck of it. Just to antagonize us? That's, I mean, a lot of times people say that. Oh, they're just trying to piss us off. That's not the reason. They want something off of this. So look at, look at what we've done to Iraq um, in many ways. Um, everybody said, if you take out Saddam Hussein, it's just going to be a domino effect, and it's just going to uh, roll into flames the entire Middle East, and it, it's exactly what happened. Um, look at what's happening with El Chapo. You we took El Chapo out, and the, and the entire area is in flames. The entire Sinaloa area, which is where the, which is the drug trafficking capital of Mexico, has exploded in violence. El Chapo is sitting in a, an American prison right now, and earlier this month, there was one weekend where 26 people died. This past weekend, 19. In even more Sounds context. like Chicago. I know, I was going to say yeah. Chicago's like, wow. In even more context, last year after this happened, they had more deaths in the country than war zones, more than Iraq. It went Syria, then Mexico. It is, it is a power struggle for who's going to uh, take over that billion-dollar enterprise. And the people of Mexico are suffering. And if we become weak, it is going to come here.